have to praise, but uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God, we praise you. Praise the Lord, everyone. I greet you in the name of Jesus, which is still the only name under heaven given among men whereby you might be saved, whereby you could be saved. Everybody's Bible says in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, for neither is there salvation in any other? It's talking about baptism, how to be baptized. For there's none other name. Hold on, just write this. I got two stories going. In the Old Testament, there were compound names of Jehovah. You know, if you needed God to provide for you, you said Jehovah Jireh. You understand? But there was no name to take away sin until the angel said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Pastor, I pronounce that Souls Harbor is fully trained on Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. Clap your hands and do the Lord. And why don't we give our young people a big hand tonight? Didn't they just do awesome? Yeah. I tell you, these young people are as bad as they want to be. I'm not talking about outside the church. I'm talking about having church. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Ooh, Lord, I told you it was on steroids around here. I think some of y'all got a double portion. Uh, I have a criticism. I saw actually three of the people in the sound booth shouting at one time. That is a no-no for the Sound Booth People's Association. You're making everyone else look bad, so cut that out. Okay, don't, don't let me catch you doing that again. Let, let me just tell you, worship is everybody's business. Whether you're sitting in the back or whether you're on the platform, having church is everybody's business. Can I get a witness? Pastor, I love you. I like the set of your sail. You know, that in a business, there can be no success in a business unless there is a successor. And this church can rest very comfortably in the Holy Ghost, knowing that you're going to keep having business as usual right around here. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Bishopress, for all your years of labor. Thank you, Pastor, Sister Pastor's wife. And to their beautiful daughters and their families, thank you, the families, for all that you do and put in the work of God. My Lord, who wouldn't want to come to church around here? That's what I'm talking about. Whew. I know you're standing. They make me stand too, so don't feel bad. When I was, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to let you, maybe I'll let you sit down. Uh, give me my first, my first slide. 
When I was in the seventh grade, I learned how to make gunpowder. I was a voracious reader. I would read over 200 books per grading period. I had four sisters and no brothers. I was raised in a girl's dormitory. I've been afloat on the estrogen ocean all my life. I married a, I married a girl with four sisters and no brothers. It's a wonder I didn't turn out to be precious. And I mean that in a good Christian way. That's what I'm talking about. And, you know, you can only play tea party and dolls and house so many times, but your, your testosterone just kind of goes into the revolt mode. So I would escape by reading. My daddy was gone. He was an evangelist, and I would, may not even get to see him for a couple months at a time. And I would read about explorers and early Americans, and they learned how they made black gunpowder. Well, I would, my, my, oh, the height of living was blowing five-gallon buckets up higher than this ceiling right here. I mean, that is a ministry all of its own. They would have thrown me in juvie a long time ago if I was raised in this generation. So I could buy the ingredients at the pharmacy back in the day, and I would take my major list of major ingredients and hand it to the pharmacist. I was seventh grade, and he looked at that. And he looked at me, and he looked at that, and he looked at me. He said, you're trying to make gunpowder, aren't you? And I was like, how in the cornbread world did you figure that out? Well, that's what he went to school for five years for, just to learn. My point is, I may not be a pharmacist, but as a preacher who's been around the block several times, I know the ingredients for revival. This church has the spirit of worship in this church. I was in the prayer room before church. Do you know what a gift of God that is, to have a spirit of prayer in a prayer room? You love one another. You love the ministry. You love God's Word. You, have, you make your guests feel welcome. You love people. You have all the ingredients for revival. You stir all that up, you can blow this thing sky high. You can make Holy Ghost gunpowder around here is what I'm talking about. Let them praise His name in the dance. Why in the cornbread world did God ever say, I'll tell you what I like? I'd like it if folks look, when they want to say something nice to me, do something nice for me, if they pick this leg up and put her down, and pick this one up and put it back down. That's what I want them to do. Hallelujah. Yep, that's what I said. Let them praise His name in a dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with the tambourine and the box guitar. There's something like that. Turn across the page to 150. Let them praise His name with a timbrel and dance. Let them praise Him with stringed instruments and Hammond B3s. That's why, see, you need a preacher to explain things to you. Now, why should God get happy with somebody doing something like that? I'm clueless. I still don't. I'm a preacher and I don't know. See that girl right there? This is the woman of my dreams. Ooh, no, 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 no. I get blessed just thinking about that girl. When I fly into Detroit and she comes to pick me up, 
If I'm coming down the escalator and I saw her going, <laughs> you know, I ain't scared of nothing, but I'm scared of that right there. I'm liable just to go ahead and step over on the up escalator and go back up. But somehow, that does something to God. Don't ask me. I don't know. Now, this is young people's service, pretty much. So just, I'm a loose cannon tonight, so just deal with it. Let's have a little church up in here, okay? I want to preach to you tonight on, there's a reason for my dance. In case you don't know it, you're in an apostolic church service tonight. And we believe and praise the Lord the Bible way. We do it because He said to do it. We like it because He likes it. Say, so, well, we don't do that in our church. Well, you ought to because the Bible says to do it. Put your hands together and praise Him one more time. You may be seated. Pretty much. I was, uh, I was off a supervisor for H&R Block for a number of years. My boys were going to Bible school, and I was broker in the Ten Commandments. That's pretty broke, in case you didn't already know. And dumb me, I thought I'd make a little money as off a supervisor working for Block. Yeah. But one day... I had one office. I had two offices, actually, which was not supposed to happen. But I had one office that had 28 preparers in it. That's a big office. And one day there was a... Hold your eardrums. Now, folks, that's a good refund for H&R Block. And everybody wanted to see... Like that right there. Everybody wanted to see. The bad news is, this is catching. What I got is catching, okay? And it wasn't... Cast the devil out of that one right there. It wasn't a client. It was a preparer. And they were waving a piece of paper. And you could hear... Them high heels, double clutch, and A-flat trailer trucking. She had scratched off a lottery ticket and won $50,000. And people in the room that didn't even know her name were saying, You go, girl. And they thought it was appropriate. To act like that for $50,000. And we've just inherited eternal life. And they want us to sit down and be quiet about it. I say we've got a reason for our dance. We've got a reason why we praise the Lord. Come on. Can I get a witness up in here? quote to you from the good book? Can I quote to you from the good book? It starts out like this. 
Once upon a time, there was three little pigs. What, did I get out of the book? And one day, the three little pigs went out into the big wide world to seek their fortune. Can I get a witness up in here? Oh, don't make me come off this platform. And the first little pig found a man with a load of straw. And he got him enough straw to build him a house. Am I in the book? That's right. Some of these folks know their book. And the second little pig ran into a man with a load of sticks. How am I doing so far? And he got him enough sticks to build him a house. That's what I'm talking about. And the third little pig ran into a man with a load of... See, they know their book. And he got him enough bricks to build him a house. Got my tang all tangled up right there. And they all got their houses built. And the first little pig sat in his house of straw, leaned back in his lazy boy chair, drinking some sweet tea, eating a moon pie, listened to the final four on Sirius Radio. It's in the NIV version. And he heard a noise at the door, and it was the big, bad wolf. Oh, yeah. And the big, bad wolf said, Little pig! Little pig! Let me in! And at the top of his voice, the little pig said, At the top of his voice, the little pig said, You need to work on your unity a little bit, but other than that, you're doing pretty good. And the big bad wolf said, I'll huff and out and out. So he and he and he. My Lord. And the little pig jumped up, grabbed his serious radio. And he began to double clutch a flat trailer truck as he made it to his brother's house. Got inside the door, slammed it, locked it, leaned back up against the door. And here come the big bad wolf. It's going to get deep. And the big bad wolf is mad and he's got a red line across his forehead. And he said, little pigs, little pigs, let me in. Two men right here have a bad spirit on the platform. They're laughing at the man of God. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I try to keep everybody awake is what I try to do. I just tell you it's fun being retarded. You ought to try it. It's just... He said, I'll huff 
and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house down. So he, and he, and he, those two little pigs ran to their big brother's house. They got inside the door. When they got inside the door, I'm telling you, they put the bar in there. They hit the dead bolt, the live bolt. They put the chain on it. They, one turned around, leaned against it. The other two put their hands on it. They held the door closed. And the big bad wolf come up. And he said, Little pigs! Little pigs! Let me in! And the three little pigs at the top of their voices, they said, I can't hear you very good over here. And they said, Don't make me come back. You saw what happened to the other guy. And the big bad wolf said, I'll, and I'll, and I'll. So he, and he, nothing happened. So he, and he, and nothing happened. And you hear the ding. And you turn the page. That's in the NIV version. And on one side of the page, you see the big bad wolf going tippy-toe, tippy-toe around the side of the house. And on the right side of the page, you see him climbing up the downspout. And you hear the ding, and you turn the page. And you see the big bad wolf going tippy-toe, tippy-toe across the the edge of the top of the roof. And on the right side, you see him with his foot in the chimney. And you hear the ding, and you turn the page. And you see a picture of him sliding down into a big kettle or a cauldron on the fireplace. And the, and the little pigs with the lid on their hand, in their hands. And on the right side, you see a picture of them putting the lid on the kettle. And you hear the ding... And you turn the page. And the first little pig has a piccolo in his hand. And he's doing this. And the second little pig has a drum around his neck. And the third little pig doesn't have a piccolo. He doesn't have a drum. He's just doing the hucklebuck. Mother Goose tried to teach you. When you were that tall, that when you have won the victory over your enemy, it's proper for you to go ahead and dance. It's okay to shout. It's okay to have a little victory celebration. Some of you got the victory over the devil. I don't know how you can sit still. I don't know how you can keep quiet after what God's delivered you from. Come on, somebody. Sit down, it ain't that good. Well, some of you wouldn't take Sister Mother Goose. So you're going to make me drag out some early American history. That's what I'm talking about. 
I want to deal with three major reasons that the Indians danced. The first one I want to talk about is the rain dance. I see one brave coming over to the chief's tent and say, Chief, my crops have burned up. My cows won't give any milk. My ponies are losing weight. My babies are crying for a drink of water. We need rain. And so the chief would order that all the braves gather around. Get them a fire burning. What I need from you is a boom, 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 boom. Come on now. They weren't dancing because they had rain. They were dancing because they wanted it to rain. Somebody waits for it to rain before you dance. Louder, brother. I'm saying you need to dance if you want it to rain. You need to dance if you need the blessing. You need to go ahead and dance if you want. If you want the rain. Anybody here need a blessing? It's time to dance. Okay, I'll give you another chance. The second reason that they danced, I can see a brave coming over to this chief running as hard as he can run. Chief, I woke up this morning. My son's gone. My daughter's gone. My ponies are missing. My buffalo robes are gone. I, I looked at the tracks. I know who stole them. I got to get my boy back. I got to get my girl back. I got to get my ponies back. I got to get back what the enemy took from me. And the chief said, call the, call the braves together. We're going to have a war dance. We want it to echo across this valley. We want the enemy to hear us. We want the enemy to know we're mad. And we're coming after what they took from us. I don't know what the devil's taking from you. But it's time to get your boy back. It's time to get your daughter back. It's time to get your ponies in your... Come on now. It's time to get back what the devil stole from you. Devil, you made us mad around here. And we're coming after what you took from us. There's a reason for our dance. And the next time you see him, he's coming over the hill. He's got his boy. He's got his daughter. He's got the buffalo robes. He's got his ponies. They have a celebration dance because I got it back. My boy prayed through. My grandson got back in church. Clap your hands into the Lord. Clap your hands into the Lord right now. Would you give Big Chief Wumpum Stick a hand?
Well, some of you weren't too happy with Mother Goose. Others of you still didn't get on board when I drug out some early American history. And you're going to force me to use Scripture. I've tried to avoid it all night. Number one. There's a reason for my dance, number one. Because the Lord's here. Now that ought to be reason enough for you to go ahead and have a little church. And David danced before the Lord with all, with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. You may, you may be seated, all except you. That's what I'm talking about. Come out here in the middle of everything. Stand right over there. David was girded with a linen ephod. That means that was the garment that they wore when they ministered in the house of the Lord. I don't care if you're the king. When you come to church, you take off your little golden crown. And you take off your purple robe. And you go ahead and have some church. It's not beneath your dignity to praise God. If a king can worship God, so can I. So can you. No one is exempt from having church. No one is exempt from praising the Lord. How dare us sit there dead at four o'clock in the morning when the Lord wants to move and wants to bless. If you want dead, go to the library. You want quiet, go to the library. You want to have deliverance. You want to have church. You want to have joy. You're in the right place right now. I preached a I preached a youth conference one time and I wore a do rag. I said I wore a do rag. Some of y'all are too light skinned to know what a do rag is. My do rag said born to be wild. And some old stick in the mud had a problem with my do rag. How dare you come in the house of God with a born to be wild. <laughs> David said to his wife, Michael, he said, I'm going to be more vile, V as in Victor, more vile than this. One of the three definitions of the word vile in your Strong's Concordance is wild, W-I-L-D. I am born... I was saved to be a worshiper. So I'm born to get wild. I wasn't born just to sit there and warm a pew. I'm born to be a worshiper. Come on. Okay. The word, and David danced with all his might 
I, I, I'm not a, a Hebrew or a Greek scholar. I don't even want to be. I was sitting on an airplane flying out of South Bend when I passed it there. And I saw this priest sitting beside me with a three-cornered hat. I thought he was left over from the Continental Army. I didn't know. And I mean that in a good Christian way. And he's reading a Greek New Testament. And I have a Bible out of my little tray and some notes because I have to preach as soon as I get out of the plane. He said, are you a clergyman of some kind? And I introduced myself. He said, well, I am. And he told me his name and all of his degrees. And he said, I am the head of the theology department at Notre Dame. And I said, well, I'm impressed. And he said, you ought to be. <laughs> so he holds up his Greek New Testament to me. And he says, do you know any Greek? I said, actually, now that you mentioned it, I do know a little Greek. I also know a little Hebrew. He said, well, now I'm impressed. I said, well, you ought to be. <laughs> the devil made me do it. I said, the Greek runs a little restaurant and the Hebrew runs a little clothing store. And he left me alone, which was what I wanted him to do. Lord, I apologize for that right there. But the word karar means not only to dance, but to jump up. And while you're in the air, to twirl, to spin around before you come back down. You may be too old to do that. I don't know. But give it your best shot. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, hey. Do you always make decisions in your life without including the man of God? Well, don't start now, bless God. Okay. You can tell I pastored too long, haven't you? My next slide, please. Thank you. There's a reason for my dance. Number two, I don't want to be barren. David had a wife. Are you married? Yes, sir. Is your, what's your wife's name? Cherie. Okay, her name ain't Mike. No, no. Okay. Mike. I've got a problem with any chick named Mike. That's <laughs> just me. You want to talk to me about it afterwards? Okay. But you shaking your head, Mama. You going to be all right? All right. Saul's daughter had a problem with what David was doing. I worry about people that have a problem with worship. You say, well, it's not my nature. Hold on a minute. When you, if you've got the Holy Ghost, you have a new nature. So don't give me that mess about it's not your nature. It's a requirement. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The book said praise Him in a dance. You may not do what I do, but everybody ought to do something. Everybody ought to do something to, to praise Jesus. Come on. Go ahead and do it right now.
I had, had a lady come up to me one night before church. She said, Pastor, she said, you can sit down. She said, Pastor, I have a guest here tonight. Could you tell Brother Gene Morgan and Brother Lee Silvers not to show out tonight? Kind of keep it down because I don't want to scare them and run them off. I said, yes, I can do that. Oh, she said, thank you so much. I said, oh, before you go, what if they accidentally get the Holy Ghost and they come back? How much longer do we got to keep this toned down? At what point do we just go ahead and have church around here? I said, sister, I've been the pastor here for nearly 30 years. And I have a policy. I only allow worshipers to criticize other worshipers. So far, no one's ever done that. And you don't qualify because you're not a worshiper. That's all the announcements. You may be seated. See why God don't let me pastor anymore? He just said, let my people go. You know who don't like drunk people? Sober people. And you could solve a lot of your problems by just going ahead and getting drunk on the Holy Ghost. Oh, you know I told you what the truth. This woman, Michael, had a problem with demonstration and worship. And God shut up her womb. Souls Harbor, I'm not standing here in prophecy. I'm just giving you the book, an example. God could shut up the womb of this church spiritually the day you start having a problem with worship. You want to have revival? Keep worshiping God. Keep praising Him. And you watch conviction fall. You watch God fill people with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you what's the truth. Thank you, Anybody want revival around here? Well, then go ahead and praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Number three, because I got the Holy Ghost. Well, we don't shout at our church. Well, maybe you don't have what I got. Because what I got is like a fire down in my soul. And I can't keep my mouth shut. I can't keep my hands down. My feet won't stay still. It makes me want to do something. Oh. Sit down, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm preaching in West Palm Beach for a, a pastor, Roger Evans. And there was a woman in the church. She could have played for the Miami Dolphins on center. I, I, I don't know. And her husband looked like he weighed about 100 pounds, could hardly hold his head up. Just very backward, very bashful. And sat in church the whole time kind of like this. Wouldn't hardly look. One night, Brother Evans said, oh, All right, I want every man to get out in the aisle and leap for joy because the Bible says leap for joy. It didn't say leap because you got it, leap because you want to get it. It just said leap. 
And so this dear man got out there, timid brother, and his knees were shaking. And everybody just bouncing around him like that, and, and he's got the trembles. And, <laughs> and then he took off. And he ran, and he somersaulted, and he did handsprings. And every night for three weeks, he was the leader of the pack. And the last night, they're testifying. His wife gets up. She said, you know, all these years, I've been married to the best husband a woman could ever have. He's a wonderful daddy to our children, a great provider. He takes such good care of us all. We love him. He's been bashful and backward all his life. Been bashful at church, as you can tell. She said, but something happened. The night Brother Evans said, get out in the aisle and leap for joy. She said, as you can tell, he's a different man in church. And everybody's clapping. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. He's a different man. Hallelujah. She said, and he's a different man at home. She said, all I can say now is, man, oh, man, what a man my man is. Let me tell you beautiful young ladies here. You ugly guys can listen if you want. You know where you find a husband? Right down here around an altar. You don't find him in the foyer. You don't find him in the parking lot. You find him worshiping the Lord. And I'll explain why to you. Any man that has a hard time expressing his love and affection for God is going to have a hard time expressing his love and affection to you. You don't want to spend your life saying, come on, baby, come to church with me. You want to marry a man that said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Am I making sense to anybody in this house? There's a reason for my dance. Number four, because God made me. God made me. I, I need somebody, a man on the aisle, young man, old man that I can illustrate with. I need a sucker, a bit, a, a assistant is what I need. Thank you. Thank you. Give my man a hand right here. That's what I'm talking about. My father-in-law, Brother W.R. Starr, pastored a church in Albion, Michigan. He was a traffic judge, Secretary of State, and he was district superintendent for about 28 years, I think, maybe more. Actually, he was Conqueror's president of Indiana and Michigan when they were one district at the age of 16. And it was a very... That's what I'm talking about. He, he was a very learned man, degrees. The only thing kept him from getting his doctorate was that he didn't turn in his thesis on the oneness of the Godhead. That's all he had to do was turn it in. That kept him from getting his degree. He calls me. I pastored 100 miles away. He said, son, my evangelist just called and canceled. Church starts in three hours. Can you come and preach me a revival this week? I said, sure. 
I just can't stay Sunday. Uh, I was gone last Sunday. I don't want to be gone two in a row if I can't help. He said, sure, if you could just preach revival this week because we got it announced and everything. So I'm hollering around. The last night I'm preaching, and I come across the scripture about Nehemiah rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And the walls of Jerusalem got rebuilt, and when they were finished, the Bible said God made the men to rejoice. And when the women heard Sugar Booger out there shouting, they started getting their little praise on. And when the children saw Mama and Daddy praising God, they had them a little church up in there. So I'm out in the aisle, and I'm saying, Daddy, if you want your son to be a worshiper, let him see you praise the Lord. Mama, you want your daughter to be a worshiper, let her see you with your hands in the air, out in the aisle, loving the Lord. Don't expect them to do what you won't do. Don't curse your children. So I get about halfway back. And I see a man that I've gone fishing with. You like to fish? Sometimes. Well, ain't you a joy? If they're biting, you want to go. Sometimes, sometimes, sometime. all right. <laughs> you just, you one of them kind that stays home and tries to wreck your marriage with video games and stuff? No, sir. Oh, no, sir. No, not me, sir. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever come up to a little boy and said, are you a good boy? Oh, yes, sir, I'm a good boy. And he could be the meanest little devil on the block, but he's a good boy. <laughs> so I come up to this brother who I've gone, my father-in-law hooked me up with him. My father-in-law didn't like to fish. I like to hunt. I like to fish. If it's sky stuff, count me in. And so he's sitting by the aisle, and I came and said, Hey, man, how you doing? Good to see you, man. I said, I, I said, in 20 years of coming here, I have never seen you out in the aisle, and I've never seen you with both hands in the air at one time. I said, Have you ever danced in the Holy Ghost? He said, No, sir. I said, well, tonight is your lucky night. And he said, I'll give you everything in my pocket if you let me sit down. <laughs> well, I might be ugly, but I'm not ignorant. Well, they're debating that now. I shouldn't say that. I knew he didn't have any money in his pocket. I said, give me a hand. That's one right there. I said, the Bible said, leap for joy. <laughs> I, I, is your back hurting you? No. Okay. Well, what I need you to do is just stand real still, stand relaxed. Don't do a cotton-picking thing. Can you do that? You look like a professional. So I said, the Bible said, leap for joy. And so I jump up and down, and the idiot just stood right there and let me do all the dancing. Oh, God. People got to laughing at me. I said, give me the other hand. I said, the Bible said, leave for joy. Can you do that again? But you just did. So I jumped up and down, and he just stood there and let me jump. 
Well, the people laughed me to scorn. Because they knew he ain't never shouted or done nothing in his entire life. And tonight he wasn't going to start. I got done. I said, bro, I feel like I've embarrassed you. I can tell by that sloppy, silly grin on your face that I... So I love you, man. You're my fishing buddy. I wouldn't mess up my fishing for a thing in the world. You, lo- you still love me, man? Still love you. I said, I, I know, I'm worried about you. Hug my neck, man. I love you. I bounced him. Give my man a hand right there. I bounced him until I felt him do a little of that. And I cut him loose. He did the hucklebuck, the stomp, the hoochie-coochie, the twist again like we did last summer, baby. He did stuff I don't even know what it was. And Mama sat there with her eyes bugged. And she got, and she got to do like that. And Bobby Pins went zoom, zoom, zoom. And the married children look at mom and dad shouting. They ain't never seen mom and dad so that they just shout. And the church looked at that family. They went wacko. And for one hour they shouted. After about an hour, I have to drive two hours home, go through a time zone. Next morning is Sunday. I'm going to get back to the house. I walked over, hugged my father-in-law, told him I loved him, gave my mother-in-law a smooch on the cheek, blue kisses to my little sister-in-law, got out in my car, drove two hours home. I walk in the door. Sister, honey is on the phone, the old landline, talking to her daddy. They've been... And she raised the phone up like that. She said, Daddy said they're still shouting. Three hours later, they're still shouting. I'm trying to tell you, one person was the key to a breakthrough. You could be that one person that's key to a breakthrough in this house. Oh, come on, somebody. All it takes is one person breaking out of themselves and getting what they need from God. Heaven's waiting on you to go ahead and start tonight. You might as well do it. Oh, you girls. Number five. Because I'm not in bondage anymore. And Miriam the prophetess. You ever been a prophetess? Tonight's your lucky night, girlfriend. They took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women. Not 34 of them or 75. All the women went after her with timbrels. In other words, every mama... Had a tambourine. Where did they get him? Oh, they stopped by the walkthrough at the tambourine store? No. They had to make their own. 
I can see a daughter saying, Mama, what are you making? Oh, honey, it's called a tambourine. Well, what's it for? It's for when you have a dance and a celebration. Well, Mama, all I know is to get beat on the back by the slave masters. All I know is pain and hurt. I know, baby, but one day God's going to deliver us. And when we get delivered, we're going to dance. Beat it for me. Come on. We're going to have us a dance and a celebration. Some of you were in bondage. You were addicted to drugs, to alcohol, to nicotine. But you're not in bondage anymore. You ought to dance and thank God for delivering you from the bondage of sin. I'll go ahead and clap your hands into the Lord. because my sins are gone. I've been delivered. I know what it's like to be a teenager and somebody say, Ballastero, you're going to wind up being what preachers use for illustration for altar call. They didn't like it because I like to laugh. I may like to laugh, but I'm dead serious about being saved. I remember kneeling down at an altar. I went straight to the church. God, I said, folks don't like it because I'm laughing. But you know I'm serious about living for you. I'm serious about being saved. I don't have a plan B. All I have is a plan A. I got. And so sometimes at church, when I dance, I'm saying, God, I'm not here because I'm good. I'm here because you're good. God, you help me make it one more day. I'm still here. When I was 14 years old, they had a joke. They told it on the beatniks. They said that a beatnik was standing on a street corner in L.A. snapping his finger. Another beatnik came around and said, hey, daddy-o, what you doing? I said, I'm keeping elephants away. He said, you crazy thing, there ain't no elephants within a thousand miles of here. He said, I know it, I'm doing a good job, ain't I? (laughs) What are we doing? I'm keeping the rocks from crying out. That's why I dance. Because if I keep quiet, God will even have the rocks go ahead and say a little something. Why are you dancing? Why are you shouting? Because I got me some walls that need to come down. Oh, Brother Ballesterro. Oh, oh, hold it. Point of order, Brother Ballesterro. When it says they shouted there at Jericho, that doesn't mean that they lifted up one of their legs and put it down. I won't even argue with you about that. For over 40 years, I lived one and a half miles from Notre Dame. And back in the days of September and October when Notre Dame used to make touchdowns, (laughs) you could hear the crowd roar one and a half miles away. I never went to any of their games. But I was, look at the front page of the Sunday paper. And you would see fans all painted up. 
their mouths open, their hands in the air, and their feet off the ground. Yes! When they shouted, the rest of their body got involved. And if you really shout with your voice, the rest of your body will get involved too. That's how walls came down. Let me get my musicians up here pretty quick. Number 10. Isaiah pointed to Calvary and says, By whose stripes you are healed. By the time Peter began to write, he got back over here and he pointed back at Calvary and said, By whose stripes ye were healed. That's like any of y'all go to a, a Sam's Wholesale Club, a Costco's, a Staples, a Toys R Us, Servants, well, you don't have a, uh, let's do an a Office Depot. Some places where you take a piece of paper and they scan it at the cash register and you pay for it. And then you take that paper with the receipt over to a window and they give you the product because it's already paid for. Some of you all need to go to that window tonight and take 1 Peter 2.24 with you by whose stripes you were healed and say, Lord, I've come to pick up my healing. What are you shouting about? Oh, I'm healed. That's what I'm shouting about. The Lord Jesus healed me. Somebody ought to claim your healing right here tonight. In Jesus' name. When the prodigal son came home, there was some dancing going on because my boy came home. There's a reason for my dance. Because the devil don't like it. Because God gave me a great bishop and wife. Because God gave me a great pastor and his wife. Because God gave me a great church. There's a reason for my dance. I want some shout music. Come on. Everybody out in the aisle. Somebody help me dance. The book said praise him. In a dance. When I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, when I think of his mercy and how he set me free, I want to dance, 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 dance all night, all night. When I think of his goodness, what he's done for me, when I think of his mercy and how he set me free, I want to dance, 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 dance all night, all night. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise hallelujah hallelujah come on and give the Lord the highest praise hallelujah hallelujah come on and give the Lord the highest praise hallelujah praise his holy name when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me when I think of his mercy and how he's had I want to dance, 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 dance all night, all night. When I think of His goodness, what is done for me? When I think of His mercy, how it set me free. I want to dance, 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 dance all night, all night. Come on and give the Lord the 
highest praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. What he's done for me when I think of his mercy. How he set me free, I want to shout, 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 shout all night. Oh, when I think of his goodness, what he's done for me when I think of his mercy. How he set me free, I want to shout, 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 shout all night, all night. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. When you're down, down and out, Jesus, He will bring you out. Pick you up, turn you around, place your feet on solid ground. He's my shelter in the storm. Give me strength to carry on. Everything's gonna be alright. 